Empires Crumble. A podcast on politics, culture, history, and magic. With Ali Walker and Lee Voldemort. Hey everybody. Hello. Welcome to Empire's Crumble. This is number epi- 27. Episode 27. Uh, I am Reed Wildermuth and you are. I am not. Okay, that no. joke's kind of getting old probably. Okay. I, I know, but it's been a while um, since we told that joke. It's it's all right. I know. It's okay. Yeah. So, uh, oh, hi everyone. Yeah, uh, so this episode we are going to talk about Empire. Um, actually, specifically the grave of empires uh, known as Afghanistan. Do you know where that quote comes from, by the way? I don't. I don't. But I could, uh, I, I could ask Google. And nah, let's not ask Google. It. Let's just, just say it's, okay. it's always been there. Okay. But uh, yeah, so as you probably maybe know, um, the United States Empire has finally, you know, been withdrawing from the country that they have been occupying for the last 20 years called Afghanistan. And and people are all kind of wild and crazy about it. Um, on all sides, it's it's been really interesting to read, uh, you know, you have like conservatives, like the, the real regular sort of conservative people being like, yeah, this is a mess. And then you have the far leftists being like, holy shit, yeah, this is a mess, we told you. Um, but you have like liberal Democrat establishment sort of people being like, oh, actually, I mean, it looks like a mess, but it's not really a mess and we know what we're doing. And anyway, it's all Trump's fault. And it couldn't have, you know, and the, and the whole, yeah, it's all Trump's fault, and it couldn't have gone any other way, which, you know, to a certain extent, they're, they're kind of right, but they're, like, right for the wrong reason. Right, right. So, right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's let's take, like, a little, you know, Allie and I are both old. I'm older than Allie. Yeah, the, no, this but... is definitely, um, this is a world event that, that makes me feel old, because, so you know, a, old. Whole lot of, a whole lot of the people I see playing the you know with you know it's, it's all the folks that were like anti-vax experts last week and all of a sudden they are foreign policy experts and a lot of them are like you know 25 um whereas you know you and i were were around that age when this all started in the first place you know i and, was and I was, 20 you know, this, this, i was 24 I believe. yeah i was like tw- about 20 yeah, you're like three years older than yeah so i was like 21 and the um, night, the night before, and, the night before the invasion started, um, my best friend at the time, who he's he's great, he was uh, a great chef, and so he invited us over, uh, me and my partner at the time, to a seven-course meal that he was making. Um, he was just like, "Hey, you know, come over for dinner." I'm like, "Okay, so I'm making us a seven-course meal." Uh, all right, including doc and all kinds of really like just intense. Sounds like, very French. It was very seven French, course meal, but it, including doc. Yeah, you know, yeah. And uh, and at the beginning of the meal, he just like looked at us, and he's like, "Here's to the beginning of the end of the world," you know. And that was that was his way of like, "Yeah, okay, this war, this is absurd." Um, now, uh, so uh, there was an Onion article. It was like five or six years ago. I can't remember. No, 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 no. It was only two or three years ago. 
where it, it was uh, it, it was one of those kind of fake sort of human interest stories where it was a father explaining to his son, um, you know, Afghanistan, you know, mm-hmm. like because his father had been in Afghanistan or the father had been af- in Afghanistan. And then here now his son is in Afghanistan, too. All for the same war, you know, because, yeah, that was completely possible. Like if you had a kid like right at the beginning of the war and you were serving there, then or if you're uh, already a parent. Yeah. Your, your 18 year old who enlists is going to end up there, too. Yep. Exactly. Um, so it's been going on for 20 years. Like that's what, like how, how many years longer than Vietnam? 13? Mm, yeah, about, I mean, well, it depends on like when we count when Vietnam oh. actually started, you know, that, that gets tricky. Right. Um, but you know, but we can say, we can say a lot and it's you know, and that, that whole being the, the graveyard of empires thing, you know, this was one war coming off the tail of another war coming off the tail of another war coming off the tail of right. another war, which, you know, like dates back to like, you know, the British empire in like what, like the 1830s, maybe 1840s. Um. <laughs> and one one of one of my favorite. So I was reading someone who had written a really good essay about Afghanistan, but they had missed. They were too young to really understand the quote. They, they had seen it that like Afghanistan itself had been the empire, and 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 many empires have tried to start in Afghanistan and they all failed. It's like no 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 no. Other empires die in Afghanistan. That's that's been always the point because it's not an easy place to occupy and yet for some reason empires have always tried to occupy it uh so so, yeah let's like talk about what it was like back then because i don't think anyone remembers there's this really obnoxious thing that that is really irritating me um, I, you know, I'm not on social media. I haven't been on social media now for almost uh, three weeks. You picked the right month to not I be on social I media, did. my friend. Because yeah, the did. hot takes I'm, I'm seeing on this, um, it's it's pretty it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure. Makes I me mean, wish I was like yeah, yeah. Just the just the essays that I've seen written responding to the way that people are reacting have been like enough for me to kind of go crazy. Um, what's particularly galling is listening to Democrats, um, you know, especially Pelosi and Biden and all of these, like, you know, leaders, like, talking about, like, how this is the right thing to do, and, and, you know, America is, you know, we shouldn't have been in there in the first place, and it's like, but you voted for this, you know, and the attempts to and then you and then you continue to fund it up until every the very year. very end. Yes, like, and like, it's the like, you know, oh, we couldn't have known this would have happened, and also this should never have happened, and yet we voted for it, and we're going to try to remind or make you not realize we voted for it, and that we eagerly voted for it, and. We, by which I mean people like Biden and Pelosi and all of the rest of these other Democratic establishment people, completely went after the very one person who voted against it, which is not Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, to his great discredit, voted for the authorization. The one person who voted against it was Barbara Lee. And Mm. if you want to see... An interesting way that identity politics is is playing out now. I've been reading 
uh, it was the Washington Post, which is, oh, they're really irritating me because they were one of the first people to, to, to beat the, the, the drums for this war. They were like, yes, this is what we have to do. Every Democrat should support this. In fact, Democrats should support this more than Republicans because this is, this is the right thing to do. Well, and now it's, they're... it's for women. It's for freedom. It's really for freedom this time. It's not for like Vietnam freedom. It's not for and... like Operation Condor freedom. This is actually for freedom because they're wearing burkas, guys. Like we have right. to do this because it's for women. Yeah. And, yeah. and we'll talk about that stuff in a, in a little bit. But, okay. you know, they, they put an article out that was that was about Barbara Lee and how it was like, you know, like poor Barbara Lee, like people were, you know, making racist statements against her. But what they're forgetting is these were Democrats making racist statements against her. Like this was the entire Democratic establishment, the establishment. going after her, you know, saying like, you traitor. Um, you know, one of the one of the things that they, they they'd called her a black mutt. You know, and and now they're, they're doing this thing like, you know, like, yeah, like the racists were so awful. And it was like, no, no. When you're talking about racist and you're trying to put it as this like this kind of Trump establishment, like Trump was against this fucking war. <laughs> you know, like Trump had, had I mean, come also, out. Also for the wrong reasons. For the fucking wrong reasons. But, like, but I, you know, and, and one can easily <laughs> argue and I think credibly argue that, that Trump made this worse. And, you know, Trump definitely left a, a steaming pile of poop in Biden's lap and Biden had no choice but to follow through with it. Absolutely. You know, Trump was, was isolationist and, and wanting to pull out totally for the wrong reasons but nonetheless that doesn't that doesn't justify or backtrack or make anything that happened prior to trump any less not okay right and then <laughs> and then we all conveniently forget the eight years of obama during which right. biden was the vice president during which all of the escalations on the uh on the the drone warfare had occurred mm -hmm. um and right now i, I forgot his name um there, there's a guy who is, I think he's being sentenced right now, um, but he was the whistleblower on the uh, on the, the drone program, like the the unmanned aerial bombers. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's the Biden administration who's prosecuting him. You know, right. like it, it's not, it's it's the the every everyone really wants to do this like us versus them, but like no, the country was completely united for the occupation of Afghanistan with the exception of a few of us really like everyone hated us like that was that was the first war that I ever went out and protested and there weren't a lot of us a little bit later when Iraq happened there were a lot more you know but everyone was agreed well no no we, we, we have to go in Afghanistan we have to what was it um bomb them back into the stone age yes you know? although you know to 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 their credit you know part of what drove us were a handful and i don't remember any names because again we're old you know this is 20 years ago but there were definitely a handful of foreign policy experts at the time who were just kind of laughing in their chairs being like, hi, have you forgotten the Soviet Union? Like, you really think you can do better? Hi, do you remember Vietnam? Hi, you know, like this, this strategy does not work. And there's nothing you're going to do that's going to make it any different. Right. So, you know, there right. was that voice. And that voice was coming kind of, you know, from the what no longer, you know, well, I guess it exists again. But, you know, what, what disappeared after then, which was kind of a slightly non-hawkish 
uh, um, part of the Republican, what used to be conservatism thinking, um, along with, you know, the kind of people who weren't Bernie Sanders because he made the wrong decision, but again, were kind of overall had that kind of um, tendency that's the word I'm looking for on the Democratic Party. Those voices were there. There was a time when, I mean, that was... That but was, they were drowned remember. out by the military-industrial complex, who was just looking right. at this like, like, like you know, glory hole party, you know, like yeah, just, uh, just. <laughs> the, the, like I remember that there was there's a huge libertarian response to this, and like I am not a big fan of libertarians and American libertarians. No, but, but even remember, stop clock is right twice twice a day, and yeah, that was one of. Those... And they were screaming like, no. Do not do mm-hmm. this. This is fucking absurd. And they were out there protesting along with commies, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was just like it was the communists and the libertarians, which is like, what the fuck, you know? But that's 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 all you really saw. You know, you saw like a couple of just hardcore pacifist people, mostly mostly very highly religious, who were like, no, don't do this. Um, but then it happened, you know. And then um, you know, supposedly. Uh, do you remember Time Magazine, that like iconic photo of the Afghan woman with the like really piercing blue eyes? Which uh, oh, the the one know. from the eighties? That's National uh, Geographic, but it was, was brought that back. Geographic? It was brought. Yeah, that was National Geographic. Well, yeah, photo so that's from what I was going to say. It was. It was a photo. And then photo. they resurrected. Yeah. It was a photo that 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 became iconic, and it's like, oh, this is happening. But it wasn't even a photo from that time period. No. And there was a lot of other moments of like very bizarre, strange propaganda where, you know, it's like the the entire media war machine together all got together to to convince everyone that we are right. We are right. Well, to take to take advantage, you know, they really took advantage of the um, kind of you know short term memory problem mm-hmm. that Western society has when it comes to again the the pattern we see in these conflicts. Right. And, you know, and, and it is amazing when you think back, given that it was 20 years ago, given that, it, you know, it was before, um, you know, social media and all those things had the power yes. that they did. The ability of the mainstream media on both sides at the time, whether it was Fox News, or the fucking New York Times, to rewrite, to rewrite the recent history, to rewrite the 1980s history, to, you know, completely obscure the fact that, you know, why does the Taliban exist in the first place? Ronald Reagan. You know, I can imagine if that had happened today, I can see that picture, because actually I'm seeing it shared on social media now, that picture of Ronald Reagan in the White House circa 1985 with all the Mujahideen fighters, where he's, like, shaking their hands, you know, with all the, like, propping them up. It was Ward Churchill, um, who, you know, for those of you who don't know, he is a uh, Native American um, professor, um, he he had made a statement that then got picked up by a Christian, a, a black, a black Baptist preacher, I believe, in Chicago. Um, the statement was, "Yes, this is Americans' chickens coming home to roost." Yep. So he had written and this, and he was and fucking was crucified this, for that. There was this this concerted effort to get, uh, like, um, they tried to disprove his native status. And he lost tenure, and you're not, you aren't supposed it's what, to do that. It's what we'd call now being canceled. But it right. took lot, a lot longer, and it, and it was interesting, again, because it was before social media. It was very mm-hmm. much done in a much more mainstream. It was done old school. It was done through newspapers and phone right. calls and interviews on television. And it and didn't on happen the left overnight. And, right. and on the left and right. And on the left and right. 
Cause, and on both sides. Because conservatives wouldn't have cared if, you know, there was doubts about his Native American status. But that's what liberals cared about. Where it's like, oh, you know, we're saying that he's he's a fake Indian, and everyone's like, oh, he's been culturally appropriating. Let's get rid of him. Whereas the conservatives were, they were, you know, their whole thing was, why is this guy getting paid to tell people that America deserved 9/11? Um, and Liz Cheney, that was she was she was a big part of that. that those were. And those to be fair, you know, he, I mean, and that's where even then there was a total lack. You know, he wasn't necessarily saying that we deserve 9/11. Simply right. that we we couldn't how to say it, that, that we could not be surprised by 9-11. Right. It's the boomerang effect, right? You know, right. that's that's what he was saying. He wasn't he wasn't gloating in it. He wasn't glorifying no, it. He was simply saying, no, you know, and, if you do this, you know, if, if you if you poke someone for long enough, eventually they will poke back. And that's what the American empire has been doing, you know, all over, and, and, you know, t- took their lead from the British empire. Again, we look at Afghanistan, we're going back 200 <laughs> years now. The first hundred years was, was Britain, you know, or even more than a hundred, you know, the recent history, you know, America, American response to the Soviets, America again, you know, and, and there's like, you know, one thing I've been thinking about that I find kind of fascinating, and it goes to kind of what, you know, we were saying before, and I do want to get more into that, but, you know, this being about saving women, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we'll definitely two, get two, into that. Two thoughts come up to me, you know, for all of the flaws of the Soviet Union, and there were many, I am definitely not a Soviet apologist, um, the status of women overall wasn't bad under the Soviet Union. Right. You, you could actually make a pretty good argument um, especially compared to many places in the West, women had it better overall in terms of rights uh, under the Soviet, you know, uh, <laughs> same, a Soviet, so, Soviet era 1970 woman can definitely uh, um, access abortion better than anyone in Alabama today. OK, right. and um, it's, it was the same with gays as well. You know, yes, exactly. So, you know, when you when you think yeah. about the United States arming the Taliban in response to the Soviet invasion. Now, don't get me wrong. The Soviet Union really had no right to invade Afghanistan. It was an internationally condemned act. What led to that? You know, that was also a really complicated piece of history that, you know, I, I'm not like that's that's enough of a digression. You know, if anyone listening, this doesn't understand that, like, look it up. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting what led to the suit, but, but, you know, if we would go back and, and, and look at, you know, the, the, the degree, I guess the point I'm trying to get at here is, you know, when you look at the history of American intervention in response to the quote unquote communist threat, even if we take the mainstream position that yes, communism is bad, capitalism, communism hurts people, whatever you want to say about about any country that we're going to label as communist. When you look at the consequences, when you look at just the raw numbers, um, I think you could you could very fairly say that in the 20th century, even if we take the worst case scenario about how bad quote unquote communism is, what the United States has done globally uh, in the name of resisting communism <laughs> is much worse. Yeah. It, no matter where you look at, when you start at the fucking Spanish Civil War, you look at like allowing Hitler to go till the last minute because communism. You look at Latin America, again, back to Operation Condor. We look at the Soviet Union. Look, look at everything that the, that the American Empire has done in the name of preventing the communist threat, okay? The reason the women are having to wear burqas right now is because the United States had to protect them against and us and everyone against communism. Now right. you know what? No one ever to wear a burqa in any fucking communist country. Right, right. 
So, so yeah, let's 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 segue to that because so you know I. I, I have this book coming out next year for a UK uh, leftist publisher that's kind of on, you know, what's what sort of happened with, like, the woke and, like, social identity politics and how it's being used by capitalism. And, and, and in doing research, you know, one of the things that I've been looking at is, is when things shifted from, you know, this idea of individual or like liberation of groups into kind of this this ideology that could be used to um, defend the government, basically. Mm-hmm. And and I realized when looking at the Afghanistan stuff that I've got the timeline wrong. I thought it happened more recently, but then I started looking back. Like, oh right, now I remember. Like I remember when all of the stories came out about how poorly women were treated in Afghanistan and how if you were gay, you got stoned to death. You know, that uh, little girls could not go to school. And there was all of this stuff. And these stories came out in the weeks before the invasion. It was this moment where the newspaper NPR, National Public Radio, all the mm-hmm. time had these feature stories about how awful it was to be gay. Right and female and whatever in Afghanistan. Despite the fact that the Taliban took power in 1996. And so, you know, they had five or six years to be telling us about this beforehand. And I'll admit, you know, even as someone who very much paid attention to what was going on in the world, I never heard a fucking peep about it until after September 11th. Yep. And and it's interesting because so this happens again, like what, six months, a year later, uh, up to the Iraqi invasion. And I remember, so, so in Afghanistan, the issue was women, in, or primarily the issue was women. But in Iraq, in the justifications, the moral justifications for it, uh, within all of the media, you started seeing stories about the plights of gay people in Iraq mm-hmm. and then the, pl- the plight of Jewish people in Iraq. Now, what's really interesting, Baghdad had a really large gay population. And it also had a really large Jewish population until the invasion, and then they all had to run for their lives. Um, but, but the narrative was, we are saving these people. We have to go in to protect them. And I remember, it was the National Organization of Women, or I, I believe it was, it, it was the leader of that or another feminist uh, group who got on board with this narrative and said, actually, yes, we should be supporting this invasion in Afghanistan in order to protect women, because look at what's happening to women. And then there was another feminist organization who said, no, 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 fuck off. No, this is going to kill women. And, and that's the thing that like, you know, this really started because like, you know, if you look at the invasion, you know, the first invasion of Iraq, it wasn't about this, though there were the stories about Kuwaiti babies getting pulled out of the bassinets you know, and murdered, well, which and the whole, turned you know, out to be whole, untrue. Right. And, and the whole, you know, the thing that was thrown at us, you know, constantly of, you know, Saddam Hussein gassed his own people, Saddam Hussein gassed his own people. Yeah. Okay. Who fucking funded that shit? Yes. Gee, the same people who funded the Taliban, you know, I see a pattern here. I, I can't yeah. help but to notice this whole, like, let's create the mastermind evil guy and then let's condemn the mastermind evil guy for what he did with with fucking weapons that the United States gave them. 
Yeah, so I and so I'd like to read. Um, so Myrna Wabisabi, Myrna uh, Wabisabi, just had a article that came out on Gods and Radicals today. That is a brilliant take on all of this. Um, it is called uh, "Feminism as Veiled Islamophobia Dominates Discourse About Afghanistan," um, and you know it's a it's a short essay. It's really easy to read. I, I highly suggest everyone uh, everyone go read it. Um, but I, I'm just going to read the last uh, paragraph to you. Uh, because in the essay, she 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 kind of brings up as well the the arguments in France about the burkini, which to those who don't know, it's it's basically a a, a, a modest form of bathing suit that um, you know religiously observant some religiously observant Muslim women wear. Um, you know there was this this big argument about it in France, and they banned it that like women were not allowed to wear this on the beach. Basically women had to wear less clothing on the beach than what they wanted to wear. Um, and this was all in the name of feminism. Um, so she, she brings that up and then, uh, and then relates that as well to the, the narrative about Afghanistan and women, especially the way that people are talking about it now. Um, so, so the paragraph, the last paragraph, she says, banning burkinis, the war on terror, and the U.S. occupation of Afghanistan have nothing to do with improving the lives of women. Why then did women's welfare become central to any discussion about these topics? We ought to look critically at how mass media portrays Islamic peoples. More often than not, the discourse is tainted by prejudices, fear of the unknown, and most importantly, the geopolitical interests of imperial forces, which don't have the best interest of the people, any people, anywhere in mind. Um, yeah, the, the paragraph continues on, but she, you know, she brings up that... One, there was actually a, a very strong women's resistance movement that was both resistant to the, the Soviet invasion and also to... Yeah, American within influence. Afghanistan, yeah. In Afghanistan. Um, you know, there, there was always this movement there to better the lives of women. Um, it was not, you know, America's idea that they were going to try to help women. That, you know, that was, that was a cover. It was a ploy. Well, it's, it's colonialist white savior, saviorism. And it's hypocritical. Right? It, it's completely hypocritical because, you know, as she points in there, like, you know, you know, what Western woman, like, isn't afraid of rape. You know, like, we cannot say that, like, hey, in, in, in the Islamic world, you know, women are afraid of rape. And it's like, well, that's kind and of... And hey, you know, in the, in the, the United States legacy, of America, too. in the United States of America, there are women who have to dress head to toe and cover their heads in the name of a fucking monotheist god as well, okay? That right. happens and, and give birth to fucking as many children as they can before their uterus explodes, okay? This right. happens in modern day United States. Fucking look up Quiverful, okay? Like, the, right. this shit right. is everywhere. It is not, you know, and, and you know... I was talking to someone because, you know, the, all this stuff is, you know, brought up discussions here as well, of course, you know. Um, and, you know, and it's interesting because I was talking with someone about the burkini the other day and we both came to a realization at the exact, so it was, it was during the Olympics. We were just like kind of talking about like various shit and, you know, like the, we're doing, yeah, I came to sports. I remember how we got there now. And, you know, we both made the observation, you know, the average surfing bodysuit that men wear. Mm-hmm. The only thing that distinguishes that from a burkini um, is a head covering, 
and like there's this like little flap that kind of makes the burkini look like a dress but it's much more akin to like just like a little like shawl you know the, the burkini does not mm-hmm. look like a burqa it is just a wet it is a head-to-toe wetsuit wet yeah with a Muslim head covering. It is no different than the same website that like, you know, 14 year old Hawaiian girls wear during surfing competitions. Right, but right, when right, you're right, right. blonde and American and Christian and or French, right. for some reason it doesn't rub people the anywhere near the same way. Yeah, yeah. And and, and that's sort of hypocrisy. So this is this is something that um, there was a there was an essay um, by a uh, a writer, N.S. Lyons, who uh, he does a lot of research kind of on, on what the U.S. Uh, State Department now is doing and the way that they're describing, changing the description of their international mission. Um, there's, there's a strange transition pretty much going on in the way imperialism works in the United States now, where, you know, because you can't, you can't really authentically any longer argue that you're fighting communism because there's only one real and not even really real communist nation that has any sort of military power and that's china and they don't they're not really communist you know and and they're not and they're not i mean they're you know we don't like them but for some reason we have no problem you know trading with them and you know why because they're actually quite capitalist because that's exactly. what they do they trade with other countries that's what capitalist nations do you know they're they're totalitarian state capitalism um and, and that, you north know wraps korea, itself around north marxism korea is, is not going to invade anyone and actually Trump made it so that North Korea won't invade anybody. He actually regularized relationships with North Korea, which is so fucked up. I hate Trump. But what the fuck? Like, wow, I can't believe he did that. I guess it just took two fucking crazy people talking to each yeah. other and, like, waving their cocks at each other. And eventually they're like, oh, okay, cool. Let's be friends. You know? Like, what the hell? Like, something that, like, no other president could ever have done. And he was just like, well, yeah, I understand this guy. I'm crazy, too. Well, exactly. Birds of a feather. <laughs> you know? Totally. But, um, you know, so so communism is no longer a threat. And, and, and Russia, is, of course, is not even slightly communist. Uh, so what 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 they need instead is to to create a new narrative of what the American imperialist mission is. But of course, never calling it imperialism. Americans cannot deal with the idea that that America is no. an empire, but it's an empire. It is an but imperialist. Justifying power. having having military bases all around the world and the right. like, absurd it? amount of money that we eight hundred yeah. foreign it, bases. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. And and one of the things they've actually been kind of you know, you know that CIA um, ad that was you know everyone's calling the woke CIA ad where yeah, the yeah, woman was talking yeah. about how she's non-binary or I'm sorry they're non-binary and you know and it, it, it talks a lot about identity or whatever so a lot of this is now being written into the policies of um, the State Department so these are embassies across the world of course. Um, and what their focus is now, and, and basically it's, it's, it's a revival of the, you know, we stand for human rights, but they're using a lot of the, the left liberal, well, neoliberal identity politics language to then kind of shift into, you know, I was reading a, a trans writer who was furious about some of this because they're actually arguing that the United States has an art, has a moral authority um, to protect trans people around the world. 
course, the United States isn't protecting trans people in the United trans States. Trans people in the United States. You know, but 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 and that's the thing, and and that that's what this writer was upset about because it's, it's well again like, the same way they're going to protect Afghan women from having to dress head to toe, but it's fine exactly. when Christian women in in Mississippi are doing it. Yeah, and and I had read someone someone said something like you know I can't wait until the U.S. says that we are going to go invade an African country because Black Lives Matter. You know, like this kind of absurd thing where they're picking up the social movements and then they're they're adopting it because they're they know that they're using it as the justification to further the American project because they know that that, you know, average whoever is going to hear that and is going to sympathize with it. And it's, you know, yeah, exactly. It is now because the same way the same way everybody and I mean almost everybody. So, you know, it's like I want to point fingers at everybody. But really, it was almost everybody in the United States bought the line that the invasion of Afghanistan would protect women. There were so few people who were in a place. And, of course, everyone was in shock because of of September 11th. And, again, there was no good counter media um, to that. Um, Indie media, like all of the indie media sites, they had just started what... Uh, seven months before, I they think. They had nowhere enough of a reach. To and they had no reach. The, so beyond the echo chamber, yeah. Unless you were reading one of those commie papers or like the Nation of Islam papers or any of those newspapers that you buy off of the street. Right, from... or listening to Democracy Now! on the actual physical radio because that was the only choice and there were only a very few places in the country where you could exactly. actually pick that up on actual physical radio because, you know, there weren't, like, podcasts weren't really a thing yet. Yeah. Right, so it wasn't, there wasn't anyone really speaking loudly and saying, hey, this is, this is bullshit. Like, this isn't going to protect women. This this is going to kill women. You know, a bomb. And if, and, if, and if protecting women is the end goal, you know, same way if avenging 9-11 is, is, is the end goal, why aren't we going after Saudi Arabia? Right, right. You know, the ones who, with all the who, oil. You know, and the, the one Taliban who... has been in power since 1996. Saudi and... Arabia has had women under lock and key for much, much, much longer than didn't, that. And by didn't... the way, that's where Osama bin Laden was from. Women Can, can women drive in Saudi Arabia? I can't remember. They like, have still... just now they just got theoretically the right, huh? been given the right. But of course, but they're, you know, they're not allowed to, to do any... Well, and they're not allowed to do anything at all unless the, the male... Who controls their life gives them permission to. Right, 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 right. So that's that so, whole thing. You know, you're not allowed to leave the. You're not allowed to do anything unless your guardian says you can. Yeah. So the United States will never do anything to Saudi Arabia on that. No. No. Nor I, will I, we talk. Nor will we even really talk about that in terms of women's liberation because the oil is too important. And there's the, what was her name? Uh, the woman who played Wonder Woman, uh, Liv Cadell or or. Gal Gadot. Yeah. 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 Um, Gal Gadot. So, so you, you've seen this, I, I remember, I think it was 2003 when um, the IDF started doing tours. Um, do, you, do you remember this? Do you remember hearing about it where they, they would just... Vaguely. It was, it was the, the Israeli Defense Forces would just do a tour and they'd come to universities and gay prides. Yeah. You know, and to, to show how open, because of course in the United States, gays could not officially be in the military, you know, officially. You could still be there as long as you didn't tell anybody. Right. Um, but it was like, hey, we are—we really care about human rights. Like, look, we're gay, you know, we're trans. Like, you can be whatever you want and go kill Arabs. You know, it, it was like, it was this, you know, this is not, it's not just the United States has done this. Because Britain has done this too. Like, do you, re- like, a, a few hundred years ago, um, 
the 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 charge of the light brigade um mm. by alfred lord tennyson mm-hmm. that was the first you know it was a poem it, it, it it's but it, it was seen as the first moment that some sort of active journalism really disrupted the course of empire yes. because because britain Britain's empire was all on moral authority, just like the French did, the, the mission uh, uh, civilisatrice or whatever, you know, like, yeah. the idea is we Well, and, are... and, like, and like the French <coughs> still do. I mean, let's go oh, back yeah. to the, yeah, the yeah, burkinis, yeah. you know, that's the same, you know, and, and even more so, you know, the thing about the United States is, you know, it's driven by the government that has to convince the people. And they right. do. Mass manipulation works. But, you know, one thing I can say after nearly five years now of living in France is, you know, the French colonial mentality is still very, very deeply rooted among the people themselves Mm -hmm. in a way that was never fully achieved in the United States. And the way you see it come through and, you know, and I know I see it differently being a foreigner, but I think I also kind of see it clearer being a foreigner. Um, You know, it's incredibly, incredibly um, What's the word? Um, help. Um, Clear. Um, you know. Um, thorough. Um, um, thorough, but not thorough. Um, like when it's like. En français. Um, I can't. The, the hilarious thing is I can't think of the word in either. Um, insidious. Insidious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just how deeply. one of those deeply, words that starts to disappear. Insidious, right? Yeah, how deeply ingrained it is into into the the the, the French mentality. When, you know, even even people who overall are much more leftist feminists than mm-hmm. you'd see the equivalent of in the United States supporting such things. You know, the idea of, like, supporting, you know, the burkini ban. Um, the, the popular support you see, for example, you know, not allowing um, um, Muslim girls to wear head scarves to school. Um, you know, and, and these policies have been going on long enough. You know, like, we have data now. You know, the ban on head scarves for... for for those under 18 at school that went into effect in the early 2000s and last year they they you know a study came out basically showing oh look it just led to higher dropout rates hmm. amongst hmm. muslim hmm. teens you know and that just that and that creates more of the insular environments that then become breeding grounds for the same kind of extremism that the government claims they're trying to eradicate by putting forth these bans mm-hmm. you know it's the same thing with the burkini you know that's not going to make a woman put on a two-piece swimsuit it's just going to oh. keep her home and off yeah. the beach she just doesn't, doesn't get help. to go to the beach now yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it doesn't help women at all you know and it's and part of the, the, this like bigger you know the same way that banning alcohol for prohibition in the united states right. was never going to stop drinking the same way that the drug war is never going right, to stop drugs right, right, right. it is yeah. it is that same mentality but but you know but there is this you know this this colonial mentality you still very 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 deeply deeply see here um well, and in a way it's much stronger it's much stronger than the american mentality and that the government doesn't have to constantly feed it yeah i think i think though it's like that the french you know if you in my experience if you talk to them long enough they will admit oh well, yeah i mean yeah we were a colonial power and maybe sort of still are you know um, if you talk to them long enough, but you know, yeah. like Americans, you will never get them. To, no, that, you know, that, and that's the difference. Try to the get French like, to be more honest about it. Yeah. I mean, like I, I was reading somebody, uh, somebody had written an essay about Rachel Maddow, um, who I guess now has just completely morphed into like, like the voice for Biden, you know? And, uh, 
and it was like it was something like you know I guess everything she's been writing is, is just pretty much like no America is not an empire and actually the fault of everything happening in Afghanistan right now is corrupt local leaders it's not Biden's fault it's not America's fault it's not anything like no we are she's, we have not actually she's done doing for bad. Biden what Tucker Carlson did for Trump there's really yeah. it's, it's yeah. that exact same thing yeah yeah he says and, jump, and, say and, high. Yep. and people are buying this because they don't, because for an American, it's much harder to, you know, for the French, you, you can't convince them that they're acting like colonialists, but for the Americans, you cannot convince them that they are an empire. You, you can't like, they can hear we have like enough nukes to bomb the world a billion times over. We have 800 foreign military bases across the world. We have like the largest, you know, whatever. You you could just keep going and going, and you know, right. and show them the stats. And they'll justify like, it by saying we never actually had colonies. And yet, right. yes, overall, that's kind of true. But, but instead, you just had you just had a century. Well, you just had a century worth of the CIA going, you know, in any government they didn't like. You know, again, Operation Condor. What was that like? Six countries, seven countries within yeah. a decade. Every single time, you know, the CI goes in, deposes the democratically elected leader, usually because he was leaning towards socialism, puts in their own guy, runs the country, you know, I mean, again, the, the, the term banana republic, the, a, the origin of that term was the United States interfering yeah, because yeah, of yeah, the yeah. banana industry in Honduras. That's literally what that term comes from, and it's now right. used worldwide. Right. Um, so they never actually had colonies. And a, and no, we, we line. just had, <laughs> yes, we just had puppets. Mm-hmm. But mm. but unfortunately, that history is not taught in schools. Or I think the so, I think the better way of looking at this is so they're client states, you know. Um, yes. And this is though, this is the American business model of the franchise. You know, this is not like. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you know. So oh it's damn. Like, you know. Yeah. You, you can have a subway anywhere, and it's not necessarily owned by Subway. You've just franchised out, just like you know, McDonald's is everywhere. But, but you have to follow a certain kind all... of rules in order to be able to keep the Subway name, and that's right. exact. That's exactly what America that that was what Operation Condor was. Yep. Yeah, and and that's and also that was what, what, what American. Yeah, that's what Afghanistan was. That's what. That's, that's what it all is. That's what Afghanistan was supposed to be. You was, know. Well, yeah. And it just didn't work. That was work. the intention. And, and mostly what everyone's fighting about now is why it didn't work. Whose fault is it that Afghanistan never bought fully into the U.S. franchise? You know, why did Afghanistan never become the democracy? I mean, we spent 20 years there trying to show them how to, how to run this stuff, you know? Like, we taught their managers. Like, we helped them recruit new managers and It was new staff. supposed to be the best subway ever. It was supposed to be yep. the best subway ever, but, like, for some reason, the local ingredients just didn't, like, you know, they weren't up to standard, you know? So yeah. it closed, and now it's, like, a... Well, well that, and that goes now back to that Now it's a falafel great, shop great. again. Right, and that goes back to that graveyard of empire. Anyone, right. anyone could have looked... Mm-hmm. And you know, and going back, you know, going back to the the, the franchise metaphor, right? If if yeah. you have a, a, a physical location where eighty five gazillion restaurants have opened and closed and opened and closed and opened and closed over and over and over again, eventually maybe don't open a new one. There. Maybe don't open a new one there. <laughs> maybe maybe you just leave that. Maybe let it become a shoe store. Exactly. I mean, maybe it's even, not a good place for a franchise. Even Starbucks does market research before they exactly. open up a new location. You know, but the U S. military. Got government like it, it doesn't but i mean we should also remember too like why why the united states really cared about afghanistan why they cared so much 
on, you know, regardless of like whether that was Obama or Bush or Trump or Pelosi and Biden, you know, they care because the United States needs a foothold there. There is only right. one it's strategically located. Right. There is, is only one location. friendly state in that area right now, and it's Israel. Yep. You know, and they need more. They need more. And if they had gotten Iraq fully on their side, and if they had gotten Afghanistan fully on their side, then they have, they have the a countries foothold. that it borders are crucial in right. terms of the long term American imperial. Strategy. And why do they need that? They need that for China and Russia because those are the exactly. ones they're trying to compete with. Now, one interesting thing, I think this is the Washington Post again, or, or it was one of those like super liberal, hyper Democrat things where they were really upset that the Taliban was in negotiations with China because China has been offering to, you know, hey, we will we'll help you fund things. If the United States isn't going to be there, it looks like you're going to have a lot of roads to fix and you need some schools to be built and... You're going to need a real military. Hey, we'll come in yeah. and we'll do exactly what we've been doing in Africa, you know, which China has been doing for a long time. And, you know, eventually we'll start seeing Africans being like, eh, we don't want the United States here because you know what? China, China builds our bridges. China will install like these these state of the art airports like they they are redoing our electricity structure and all of this and eventually gain you know, control of all the resources around those which right is, and so the united mm -hmm. states is looking at its long-term imperialist trajectory and saying oh fuck well you know if china and russia are moving into these places we need to push back or we need something there too but afghanistan is where they got stopped you know that was that was 20 years they spent more than any of the resources they ever would have extracted from Afghanistan because Afghanistan doesn't have resources like that. Afghanistan is not an oil-rich place. It's, it's a place instead where it's a crossroads. It's a place where you would be putting oil through just like, you know... Well, yeah, I was about to say, you know, the, the, the pipeline. That was a right. big... That was also a big piece of all of this. Right. And, you know, so now the United States doesn't have that anymore. But... There's one other thing that's really worrying me. Uh, a friend of mine brought this up to me the other day that was, that was like, yeah, so, you know, the, all of the, the rest of the troops there are going to be out and all of the, the money is going to be out. But America isn't going to stop spending that money. You know, like that's, that, 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 that budget is going to continue. Like they will keep spending this on the military, which means at some point they will find another foothold. And there's the... You know, there's the possibility, you know, why are we finally getting out of Afghanistan now? Why? After 20 years of realizing this is a complete failed experience, why now? Well, part of it is Trump actually pushed the issue. But why did Trump push the issue? And I, th the, my concern, which, is, which was my friend's concern too, is those troops might be needed to kind of deal with things on the continent. Not in Europe continent, but the North American continent. Kind of like that they're predicting a lot more chaos within the United States as things continue. And, you know, they'll need those resources there instead of Afghanistan. They, well, they they're, they're also, they're also going to be needed on the European continent. Well, because needed. once Maybe. the last, well, no, 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 no. Well, I mean, yes, but, yeah. you know, one thing the, that hasn't been talked about nearly enough, you know, when the last American aircraft leaves, Mm -hmm. Okay, you have a country of, of millions of people who are going to still trying to trying to escape. Okay, they're not escaping through planes anymore. They're escaping through land routes. So yep. guess what? They're not showing up 
in fucking California. They are showing up on the border between Asia and Europe. They are reigniting the same refugee crisis that Europe that has been Syria, yeah. exactly in 2015. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and and again, you think about the way that you know, like you know, one thing Trump tried to do, you know, I think backed off on, you know, trying to reduce um, American presence. American military presence in Germany and around those border states, putting more pressure on NATO, mm-hmm. right? Trying to push Europe to, you know, and this is why I hate to even, you know, and this, like, I hate that I'm even having to say this, but, you know, pushing Europe to pay its fair share of its own defense, which whether we like it or not is, you know, that's something like the left, nobody wants to touch that, mm-hmm. but there's mm-hmm. a certain amount of truth to it. Right, 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 right. And unfortunately, you know, even though it it would it has rested in the theoretical for a very long time, if you get the kind of of surge you may get right now because mm-hmm. of the Taliban's new takeover, that is going to justify heightened military presence. Else, when again, the, and the money behind that, right? It, it's feeding the military yeah. industrial complex in different. Yeah, it's just it's 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 it, it's just shifting where we're feeding the machine. We decide right. that Afghanistan, like that wasn't worth feeding money. It was 20 years worth of fucking military industrial orgies. Mm-hmm. And now they're picking a new warehouse to hold the orgies. Right, right, right. And and imagine, I mean, so already, you know, the, the Syrian refugee crisis here was difficult. You know, like there was the... You know, you have the right wing reactions, but also you have, you know, the economic repercussions of having a lot of people suddenly who don't have jobs and you have to take care of. And then the cultural repercussions of like, okay, how do we integrate a new group of people into a extremely old culture who, you know, you've got people who, you know, think eating like duck cooked in another duck is like the best way to live your life mm-hmm. you know like how do you integrate that with like people who are like no I'd, I'd rather just have fucking falafel this is ridiculous why are you cooking a duck that way you know so th- there's all of these like issues already that are going to be exacerbated again with a new thing except it's like this is an american crisis that's going to be a european crisis that will then be exploited again by the far right, and then by the far, and already, and even already is, you know. I don't know if you're, you know, Macron the other day comes out and like totally, like just, you know, Leschke just, just, just completely plays. He sounds like Marine Le Pen you know going Le on. Pen, uh, you know Le Pen Le Pen is uh, for, um, It's um, um, kiss ass. I'm trying to say. I yeah. forgot the word. Yeah, just, just basically went out and like, yeah, you know, like the, all these migrants are going to come over here, and we're going to have to be really careful. And Le you know, well, Pen here's the interesting is thing. salivating about but the moment that there's a big influx of right. Afghanis. But at the, the same time, the, the 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 FN is also furious because Macron is obviously trying to steal away those. You know, like that's he's trying to out far right the far right. Exactly, exactly. And so you know, the entire country is up in an uproar. All sides, even the far right, not not because they they don't agree. Right. But like, how how dare you like fucking like hustling on our market share? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, yeah. and and that's the thing, you know. And you're looking at this, you know, and this is really bad timing for France because you know we had a presidential election coming up next year, mm-hmm. where you know after the elections this year, Le Pen's chances looked much less. Mm-hmm. 
but a brand new refugee crisis could very much uh, give her the ammunition. And then you look at, you know, the Eastern European states, you know, the border between here and there. And you look what happened in, in 2015. Hungary. With basically, the UO, the, UO the, the EU paying off Turkey to take people in. Turkey then shoveling people onto Greece. Hungary building fucking barbed wire borders. Exactly. That, you know, tripping inflaming. Like the, journalists tripping immigrants as they're running to the fence. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And the way that 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 led to the legitimization of of people like Viktor Orban. And And, yeah. And and what we needed, like, and and this won't happen, but what we, I don't know, if you're listening to this, please remember 20 years later that all of the crises that you'll see that will be occurring in Europe are actually the fault of America. This is America's refugee crisis. It will become Europe's. It, you know, it's, it's the, the crisis of the Afghanis who are fucking fleeing because they, you know, made the mistake of believing the Americans, thinking, oh, okay, if I do these things for you, then my life will be better. And then if things and, go and bad, you'll take safe. me back to the United States. Yeah, they're, they're not going to end up in a tent city in Kansas. They're going to end up in a tent city here in Iran. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. America yeah. won't take care of those. I mean, this is a mess America created. And it's a mess that America is dropping on other people. And I think they're just kind of hoping to profit from the chaos. Yeah. And nobody's going to invite them in in any large numbers, but they're going to try to get to wherever they can and risk their lives in doing so. And that is not going to be, they're not going to take a boat across the Pacific. No. They're going to take smuggler land routes into Europe. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's coming. And, uh, yeah, we'll see more far-right movements profiting off of that. We'll see centrist governments completely... And you'll see the same people rejecting those refugees who then go on about how we need to ban burkinis to protect women. Right. And, you know, and this... I don't know. This is something that's been happening for how long? I mean, you know, Hitler... Fucker. Um, offered the world a choice... And it was not a good choice. It was not a fair choice. But he said, hey, you could take the Jews. Like, we want to get rid of the Jews. You you all could take them. You know, that was that meeting at... The, uh, um, yeah, and the rest Roosevelt of the world did. said, no thanks. And they're like, no, no, that's okay. You know, like, and... Yep. and thanks, Henry now, Ford. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then so they were left to Hitler. And we know what Hitler did to them. This is... You know, this is just a repetition of these same sorts of crises where it's like, hey, same mentality. These people, these people need to. I mean, the UN and NATO both said, like, hey, Pakistan needs to keep its border open so it can take all of these Afghanis. And and Pakistan's like, fuck you. Like, we cannot handle a massive influx of of people here because we're fucking poor. Pakistan's you know? already one of the poorest countries in the world with, you know, a population density that makes America look like a fucking desert. Exactly. And it's like, and it's not Pakistan's fault that this fucking happened. But then it's like, okay, well, if Pakistan doesn't take them, then it's Pakistan's fault. You know, right. like Pakistan is, 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 you know, Pakistan is the reason why these Afghans are dying. Right. Pakistan's is, being set up to, to which is be like, the damned if you do, damned if you don't. They're, they're, the, they're going to be the bad guy no matter what. Either either they're going to let people in and their their countries, their own countries, uh, standard of living and infrastructure will crumble more. Right. Or they will do the sensible thing for their well-being and say no. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
And then, you know, and of course, if they do crumble, that will actually only help the United States who could then kind of say, hey, we'll come up and help you out. You know, Afghanistan didn't work, but hey, you know, let's try yeah. Pakistan this time. No, well, you know? however this goes, it benefits the military industrial complex. That, and that's the thing mm-hmm. that like nobody's really looking at and nobody's really talking about. And again, everyone's just concentrating on, oh, my God, like the price of burqas in Afghanistan has, has gone up tenfold. And yes, that's horrible. I'm not going to say that's not. I Is don't it? want to doubt. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just I want to I want to also mention too I mean this you know speaking of the feminism thing um, I, I think it's still the case I know it was last year and the year before where um, the CEOs of every one of the top military um, armament producers within the United States are women so I guess this is helping women somehow we right? smash the glass ceiling yeah isn't it great. Yeah. Girl boss. We and got girl I, bosses, Reed. I think I, I think if, if if you're if you're hearing these things and it's like it doesn't feel right to you for some reason, you know, like just just keep questioning the narrative that you, you get told. Like it's just we've seen this pattern repeatedly, you know, and like fuck being old, you know, this is this is the irritating thing about being old. It's it's just like Cassandra, it's like, Oh, I know how this will go because I've seen it before, but no one will listen to me. You know? Yeah. But like and again, you and I remember, you know, we were in the middle of it as like anti-war activists in 2001, 2002. So, yeah, to me, this is literal. This is just like a deja vu in and terms of it's all this. going to happen again because like already, like, you, you know, especially especially the liberal progressives are saying like, you know, like, well, we can see misogyny at play because, you know, Afghanistan is doing this to women. And it's just like, no, we, your government killed women. They bombed them, you know? Kaboom, gone. That's bad for women too. In fact that's a little bit And not just worse. in not just in Afghanistan, kinda, you know, all over a big chunk of the world. Right. Oh bombing, including bombing schools, bombing weddings. And it's not it's not really that the United that women in the United States are equal either. That's a that's no. the fun thing that you hear in France, like as well. You know, it's like, well, here we treat our women as equals. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't, you fuckers. You know, but you'll hear women even saying that, like, we're equal, and it's like, oh, oh yeah. So when's the last uh, female prime minister of France or president or you know? Right. Like, remember well, we, when? Hey, we, hey, we might have one next year. We might finally have our girl boss. You'll finally have a girl boss in France. Marine Le Pen, yeah. Then the camps start. Um, right. Yeah, so just try to keep an eye out on, on how, you know, okay, to be clear, protecting women is a massively important thing, just like protecting trans people, protecting gay people, protecting Jews, protecting all of them. This is, this is something we should be doing. It's vital, but, when, but it's, not, it's not something we should be relying on U.S. imperialism to do When a do government tells you that we're going to kill people in order to make this happen, they don't mean it. You know, or they mean the kill part. Yeah. But but basically they're using It doesn't it it, it does not work. Yeah, it's they, never worked. They're they're using it, it's the same way with the greenwashing like from corporations. They're pleading, yes, they, where it's they like, are you they care are, about the environment so buy this eco bleach. They're you tugging know? at your heartstrings in order to justify imperialism in order again to justify that the military industrial complex in order to justify the long game and and at the end of the day it has nothing to do with women's liberation that is that is the carrot on the stick that they hope that that you're distracted by 
Right. And and this is going to happen again. And we will start hearing, I mean, you know, there was a while, like, I, I thought that, uh, you know, when when you start hearing um, stories, especially, yeah, watch watch Pink News. Pink News is the one that uh, to kind of watch out for. Because I've, I've seen them... I've seen this, them do this a couple of times before, but when they start publishing a long series of the way that LGBT people are being harmed in a Middle Eastern country, you know, something, there's some new process going on. And when you start seeing those stories then getting picked up by major news networks, you know, or if your Facebook feed is, starts getting full of them, you're being prepared for a war. You know, this is not... No one cares about the Uyghurs in China, you know, like the Muslim minority who's, 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 who's they're stuck in camps. No one really cares about them. None of these people who have been reporting on it, on this really care about Muslim people. But those stories get, get thrown in your face when you're being told that you need to hate China, you know, and, and it's the same thing, like. You know, like if but suddenly at the same you time, see... you'll never, you will never see the United States act on that problem militarily. They want you to hate China, mm-hmm. but without China, uh, the U.S. wouldn't function. Right, right. You know, and and yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Well, happy end of the world. Beginning of the end Does... of the world. Yeah, no, it does. <laughs> I, I must say, the the news of the last couple of weeks has has me just you know, and I'm used to like dealing with with, but you know, between the latest climate change report, the Delta variant, Afghanistan, you know, I'm just sitting here like like wow, like flowers. It's it's my my tobacco flowers. They oh, really cool! Good. This is the only only one of my tobacco plants that actually did well this year. The rest uh, of them. Uh, actually, I gotta show you. Hold on, I'm gonna show okay. you something. I guess I'm showing the audience something too, because I know you haven't been on Facebook. I'm just super proud of them. So, oh, yeah. like usual, um, all my house plants that I, you know, I kill house plants. Mhm. <gasps> I love wood sorrel. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> and and they um they they've rooted right? Yeah yeah yeah. That's awesome. I love sorrel. Yeah, it's 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 
it's it's hard. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to. Cause I always think of you, and I pluck them out. So I have, I have this, I have this little wood sorrel collection now. I have, I have a tiny I'm just little have bit a of wood sorrel, but it's, it's not. It, it's, it's my not whole thing is if I, if, I, if I can't kill it, I might as well keep growing it. Oh yeah. It's it's yeah. it's a green, you know. The witchy part of me is like you're supposed to be able to keep green things alive, and overall I can't. But this is the exception, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. And I made, and I was like, okay, I need more vases, so I made a bunch of vases, but I didn't realize like they're really, really, really phallic, um, like kind of. Every vase is phallic. The phallic. Yeah, yeah. But these are like, but these are like super phallic. And what happened was like I was making it by like pulling the clay over my finger. And so, like, I'm sitting here, like, making the vase, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this, 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 um, I could charge for this video. Yeah, but anyway, um, that's totally off subject, and I realize we are still recording the podcast. So if you want, if you want to see the, um, if you want to see the visual on that, I guess you have to subscribe to our Patreon. Yes, um, absolutely, and, 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 and you should video. post, you should post the phallic, um, I did, yes. but you're off social media, so you oh, don't know right. it. They oh, they already right. they were on my Facebook. Yeah. I love being so, on social media. It's the best thing ever. It's no, overall so cool. it's good. Although you missed there, there's a really there was a pretty hilarious um, Afghanistan meme. It was it was like it was made as though it was a a, a Pornhub thumbnail, and it was a picture of Afghanistan and Biden, and it was like guy pulls out too fast, makes huge mess. <laughs> And I was just like, boom! (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Yeah, That's good. Well, with that, um, thank you, everyone, for for listening. Episode number 27. Thanks to our supporters. Um, Thanks to our listeners. Uh, You can always support us on patreon.com slash empires crumble. And by the way, so we just realized that we didn't post, uh, well, I didn't post uh, the SoundCloud version of this last, last one so that's going up so that's right that after one and this one will have come out yeah they'll yeah, be too close together we'll figure that that's out that's okay out, so. yeah that's fine all right well be well everybody and we'll talk be to well. you again soon thank you talk to you soon bye, bye.